Man, what a week it has been as we uh, get done with Team EA. This week on Noted, let's talk about music selection as you get ready to plan for next year. Hopefully, you've seen something from Team EA or and UIL or your festival, but here we are to help you out and get that next great piece of music for your ensemble. This week on Noted. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Noted. I'm Jameson McCafty. I'm the director of choirs at Round Rock High School, and I am your host for this podcast called Noted, a music education podcast. I hope you're here, and I hope you enjoy uh, everything that you are doing uh, on a regular basis. Um, thank you for supporting and listening in uh, and tuning in. Uh, this week, we're going to kind of kind of be in two kind of different modes, uh, talking first to kind of recap uh, Team EA from last week. Uh, it was such a great convention, and I'll tell you kind of what I did. Uh, and if you listen to the preview uh, of Team EA last week, then you're going to kind of verify if I actually followed through and things. And if you saw me, it was some great conversations had, and, and it was great to hear and talk to about the show to several people uh, down in San Antonio. Uh, and then the second half of the episode, we're going to transition uh, through using the um, using the vehicle of uh, the TBA invited choir concerts and the Allstate concerts as uh, kind of uh, a way to talk about uh, repertoire selection and music selection for your ensembles as we move forward. So, uh, so here we go. Let's, uh, let's kind of start with, um, what last week was. So TMEA, Texas Music Educators Association Conference, for those who don't know what it is, uh, is, um, our, uh, annual, um, uh, annual annual winter conference um, for uh, music educators in the state of Texas, and uh, for all those that are out there not in the state of Texas, it is such a uh, big conference. Uh, this year, um, we got to hear some really really awesome concerts and uh, heard some. Uh, Got to see so many good people. Um, this year, I was working uh, in the facility, the facilities team uh, with uh, the Westwood Choir Director, Andre Clark, who was our facilities chair, and Joshua McGuire, who is the head director at... Um, Oh, Andre is the head director at Westwood High School. Uh, Andre Clark is... Uh, Josh McGuire is the head director at um, Rock Hill, Um High School in Prosper, Texas, uh, Prosper ISD, and uh, I'm so excited uh, for him as he has just been elected as uh, the new vocal division vice president and state vocal chair. Um, so uh, we have lots of exciting things on the horizon uh, for um, for our state and our vocal division. I getting to work so closely with him uh, this week and last last year at the convention. It's just it's just a pleasure to work with Josh. And I think he's got a lot of great ideas. Um, and, you know, we're, we are headed in a very, very um, great place uh, as a vocal division. So, uh, but I would be remiss not to say thank you uh, to Jesse Cannon II, our outgoing um, vocal division vice president, uh, as he's done a great job uh, steering the ship and um, running things uh, for the vocal division over the last two years, and uh, say congratulations to him as well, as he was elected president-elect and is our new TMEA uh, president for the uh, whole uh, for the whole organization. Um, it's great to have a vocal, uh, vocal person in charge again, uh, and I'm excited to see where we head uh, in the future. Uh, with his leadership, uh, Jesse has brought a lot of new and great ideas to uh, the vocal division in his year, two years at, as serving as um, vocal chair. Uh, and I, I'm excited to see what he will do in the future. So, um, but uh, more about the com conference itself. You know, so Wednesday we get down there uh, mid morning and uh, get our All-Staters check-in. Uh, this was a very special year for Round Rock High School because we had uh, we had six All-Staters, which is uh, a record for us. We had uh, two in the mixed choir, uh, a tenor and a soprano one. 
a tenor one and a soprano one, and then we had one in the tenor bass choir, a tenor two, and then we had three in the treble choir, um, uh, a soprano two, a soprano one, and a uh, alto one. And, uh, you know, I'm friends with um, the treble choir organizer, and I've gotten to become friends with uh, and know the uh, organizers for not just the tenor bass choir and the mixed choir, but also the um, the small school choir and had some great conversations with them. Um, so they start with their rehearsals and then uh, and me and uh, Andre Clark uh, facilities chair kind of went around um, trying to make sure everything is kind of set up and ready for them if they need anything on Wednesday night. Um, and then, uh, on Thursday, the conference kicks off and we are off and running, uh, with concerts pretty much nonstop in, uh, our choirs moving in nonstop in the, um, in the ballroom, uh, stars at night ballroom. Everything this year was kind of in a new location, um, Last year at TMEA and in years past, uh, the kind of the vocal division is kind of spread out across the convention center with rehearsals in the old old parts of the convention center, uh, concerts in the Hemisphere Ballroom, which is old for those uh, really old folk, uh, the um, Ballroom C, and then stuff up in the newest part of the stuff. And this year, Frank Coachman uh, and the organizers did a really good job of kind of uh, sectioning off sections of the convention center for each division. So we didn't have to walk so far. We could kind of be in around. So, uh, when things didn't get to where they need to be or someone needed something, it was easy for the facilities team to go and solve that problem. So, um, so Thursday morning, I get to see a lot of the, um, the sound check warm-up times. Uh, what I've really enjoyed over these last two years of working on the facilities team is seeing the behind the scenes of these honor concerts. For this is something that I want to take partake in, um, and have a choir myself as an honor as an invited ensemble. Um, seeing how directors approach that has been really um, enlightening and really uh, helpful in my journey um, and in my process of understanding how to pick music and uh, build those programs. And so uh, so I didn't get to see a lot of the sound checks in that, that morning time, but um, because we had to, I had to go and assist with the uh, Allstate uh, ensembles and get with the organizers to make sure that they had all the equipment they need because some stuff got moved around um, from Wednesday night to Thursday night as rooms were getting reset and prepared for the large ensembles. Um, but I was at the full full concert session. Uh, so we started that morning with a club intermediate concert treble from uh, the Houston area. And man, they, that was the first choir. Um, we started with uh, some some just logistical issues, getting things started and set up. And so you could see kind of some of the, 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 um, trepidation and just nervousness, uh, in the director. Um, but she had a great team surrounding her. Um, and their concert was just fabulous for, uh, for a middle school, uh, young middle school choir. They just really had a clean sound. Uh, it was well programmed, well executed. Uh, the Elaine Hagenberg, Oh, Think of Me was just simply gorgeous. Um, I turned around to, um, a colleague sitting next to me, Nick Lykos from Cypher, and we both just went, yep. Mm -hmm. So, uh, then, uh, following after that concert, we went, brought up the AC new middle school, uh, tenor bass choir. Um, that's out of Mesquite, Texas. And, um, they were, there were a lot of boys in that choir, uh, and they, they made some really, really good sounds. Um, I did get to hear all of their sound check and I, um, I, I found that their, I, their concert was again, well done, uh, clean. Um, but I, you know, being so early in the morning, um, their performance during the actual concert, um, was not as good in my opinion as the sound check, uh, um, which can, I've seen in the past with uh, men's choir, middle school men's choirs. Uh, there's just there can just be a a kind of letdown of energy, not letdown of talent, not letdown of anything. They just kind of lose some energy in going because they've been moving so so early in the morning because their sound checks start at seven a.m. So um, AC New boys were in there at um, eight a.m. 
and then didn't sing their concert until uh, 10.30. So there was this gap between um, their final rehearsal and warm-up time. So, um, and then to close out that morning session was the Allen High School Treble, uh, Varsity Treble Choir, uh, and they were just simply fabulous. This is one of the most um, exciting programs of of the entire convention. There, there was, was about 80 girls, um, sopranos and altos, and it, it was an amazing sound, which, you know, growing up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'd expect nothing less from Allen. Um Brian, their their head director, is uh, he uh, worked at David Forrest whenever I was in high school, and so I've known him for a long time. Uh, he's a fabulous director, a great musician, um, and uh, he's he's done some amazing things at uh, Allen. And they just his assistant just just really just program. I mean, such an innovative and well programmed. Um, concert it had varying styles uh the michael Engelhart uh, galdete uh is so cool with all the trash can uh percussion instruments and just it was just again well executed uh, such a great sound so uh that was great uh, then i got to go uh, to lunch with some some friends uh and uh you know, some good conversations had, uh, kind of catching up. And, uh, like I said last week, uh, TBA is kind of like a family reunion. Uh, it is such a, uh, great time, um, to, um, catch up and talk to people and, and get, gather new insights. Um, so, uh, then, um, we went and signed up for our MADFest time for next year because, uh, the American Classics Chamber of Magical Festival in San Antonio, uh, our varsity mix choir has been going for the last several years, and uh, you have to s- get your time slot for the next year for 2024 at the 2023 convention. So, um, so we got uh, we got signed up for that, and then I went up to uh, the vocal division assist with um, the uh, elementary honor invited ensembles, and so um, <clears throat> the concert. Um, I got up there about midway through that concert session, but that concert that uh, I watched was that I just thought was really, really amazing was the Fort Worth Academy uh, Children's Choir, um, and there they were singing some exceptionally hard literature for that age range, uh, and they were singing it cleaner and more musical than some high school choirs. Uh, the Mary Getz uh, Fire was the first one that I was, I mean, that's a great, on the grade three list, they had another, I think, grade three or grade four, um, that was just, uh, I was just stunning, and, and how they were able to get that sound out of such young voices. So we go to uh, the evening session, uh, kicked off with uh, Clinton Hardy uh, from Trenton Springs uh, Middle School in Keller ISD, uh, his treble choir. This is his uh, second, third, second choir at TMEA. He's had a couple ACDA choirs uh, as well. Um, and I mean, what can I say? Clinton Hardy is one of the best middle school directors out there. Uh, he gets a very uh, musical and clean sound. Uh, it's just, it was, it was well-programmed. Um, I mean, the comment that I heard from several, uh, around was it kind of was all the same color palette, but I mean, I can't complain about it. It was beautiful. It was done well. Uh, it told a story of healing and hope. Um, and so, uh, kudos to Clinton for, uh, for putting together that concert. Um, and he looked fabulous doing it. He's uh, had these uh, beautiful, these awesome silver shoes, and he just worked the stage and just say he just he just got a lot out of his ensemble, uh, and I was very impressed. And then uh, the next choir was the Hebron High School Mixed Choir, and again, uh, Hebron High School is on a roll. I tell you what, they uh, they had an honor band, they, an honor band there, six uh, A honor band. Uh, they had an invited choir there, their varsity mixed choir. Um, they had a, a ton of all staters, um, one of the top five most for a whole school, uh, in all three divisions and they don't have an orchestra department. So they, they had a lot of band kids and, and choir kids, uh, from Hebron. And it was just, again, my, the words, the notes I wrote down was just stunning, stunning sound, 
Um, they had a little bit of everything in their program. Um, and he, uh, it was, it, it just was a fabulous, fabulous concert. I, I just stood there watching their director, uh, kind of in awe of what he, what he's done and what he's created there. So, and then the closeout, the you know, Thursday evening's concert was TCU. Um, Dr. Chris, Christopher Azipas, uh, I saw him uh, do a session at TMEA several years ago. Uh, and it was I just went to the session on a whim. Uh, he was there, uh, and I needed some time to kill. So I was like, oh, I'll sit down in this. Um, and didn't even know what it was. But I was just mesmerized by him, his, his words and his talking and just his what he was talking about. So I knew immediately there's something special, uh, about this man and, and him coming to TCU. And, um, the minute he walked it, they walked in to the room, you knew that something special was about to happen. Um, it had this feel of, so I, the last two Texas state, uh, university, uh, corral, uh, Texas State Corral's um, TMEA concerts in 2018 and in uh, uh, 2009. Um, those two concerts are concerts that people talk about, um, and it had that very much feel of that. Um, and it was it was just so simple. Uh, just a piano didn't have a ton of setup, um, but just just the sound. And what he created, um, it was stunning. I, I just there there are no words to really describe um, what he was able to accomplish. And um, I cannot. I got to have a few short little conversations with him uh, as he's in and out of concert sessions and in and around the convention. And, and, and I, I want to get to know him more and find ways to, um, collaborate and work, uh, with Chris, um, and the TCU uh, music department. I, I went to the TCU choir camp growing up all, all three years. Um, then I went to choir camp in, t- in high school and, you know, back then it was a great program, but it wasn't, it wasn't somewhere I was going to go. Um, but I enjoyed my time there. Um, and he, it's just been built into something, something, uh, special and, um, be on the lookout for TCU in the very, in, in the near future. So, um, and that's coming from a Longhorn, you know, and a Bobcat. So, uh, keep TCU on your, on your, in your look, in your ears. Um, make sure you go see them anytime they perform near you. So, so that was kind of Thursday. It was a, it was a really good day and, um, some great kind of conversations had throughout the day, um, helping, helping it, it was, it was great to help people, uh, get what they needed, um, and kind of catch up and get some ideas on how to organize things. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, just, it was just a good day uh, and I enjoyed, um, getting to work with that. I uh, had a great conversation with Chris Fiorini from uh, Bridgeland High School in uh, Cypher ISD uh, and hopefully getting to collaborate with him in the near future. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was Thursday. Uh, Friday, we started uh, 7, 7 a.m. again with uh, the Grand Prairie Fine Arts Academy Middle School Boys. And again, I another well-thought-out, well-executed innovative program that, um, had a a little bit of everything. And what was amazing about this choir was it was just 12 boys. Now, um, Joel Duarte, uh, their director, um, is, you know, he had a men's choir, his, his mixed choir, um, from the high school, uh, performed several years ago, uh, at TMEA. And it was one of those concerts where, (laughs) They they came out and they were doing Tai Chi and singing this uh, Japanese song called War Song. And as soon as they opened their mouths, I turned to my assistant. And I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand. This is, how are they making this sound? 
then we open the program and see they have like 11 billion all-staters in their ensemble. Uh, and we're like, oh, that's how. Um, but that recording won them the National Mark of Excellence. Uh, and the following year, they won it again. Um, but that same year, we were a member. We were also, the Round Rock Dragon Corral won the National Mark of Excellence with them. Uh, so um, it was cool to be mentioned in the same sentence as that ensemble that just blew us away. So we'd had the conversation. It was like, are, are they doing, um, are they doing crazy choreography on the front of the stage? And, you know, and they're like, no, no, no. Um, but what Joel did that he, that I thought was really awesome with only 12 boys, uh, this is a giant stage in a giant room, um, that, can be you can get lost in really quickly so he um he got these little uh stool blocks and brought them down to the front of the stage and they still had risers but then he still used the whole stage because he had percussionists and he had um the piano player and he brought a mariachi band which was the first ever collaboration with mariachi um with the vocal division um and so that this this fusion of different sounds, uh, there was this little this sixth grade boy uh, that just stole everyone's heart. He was like Michael Jackson uh, from the Jackson Five days, uh, reincarnated, and just I mean during the sound check, he sings without a microphone because we didn't have his microphone set up yet. And uh, from the back of the audience, from back of the ballroom, I just turned around and just my jaw dropped. It was just it was just amazing. Um, and so that choir, that I mean, just so amazing. It had again so so innovative and thought through. Um, the next concert uh, holds a very special place in my heart um, because uh, my good friend Michael Zook uh, from Vandergrift High School, uh, their tenor bass choir performed, and you know this probably is my favorite concert of the whole um, of the whole con- convention. Um, close second would probably be the Grand Prairie boys, but, uh, the Vandergrift men, um, they sang with emotion. They sang, um, with power. Um, again, a diverse program told a story. It was, uh, as I talked to, uh, Andre and other friends, it was, it was a very typical, uh, Michael Zook concert. Uh, it's going to pull at your heartstrings. Um, he's going to play the guitar on it. Um, it's gonna, um, they're gonna have choreography, they're gonna have movement. Uh, having kind of talked to him throughout this last year and how he built this program, built the program itself, not just the Vandergrift Choir Department, but this this particular program and how he, and having some more conversations. Um, you know, Michael is such a valued resource, not just because he tells us where to go eat. Um, and if you didn't know, he is a local food blogger. Um, so if he tells you to go eat somewhere, go eat there. It's going to be really good. Um, but my friend is just, he's just such an amazing musician and I'm so proud to know him, uh, proud of what he did, uh, and how he developed that, that concert and, brought it all together the using the considering Matthew Shepard pieces um and just uh, it it was just so it was just so well done uh and then the morning session ended with uh AC Jones uh, mixed choir um it, they had a very rich and powerful sound again it was well programmed um and put together, uh, I stepped out to go talk to Michael and stuff. So I didn't see the full concert, but, uh, their full, their, their, um, uh, soundcheck, they sang, they sang again so, so well. And, um, I was just, again, impressed with the level of musicianship, uh, and programming that they brought. They are not just doing the same old, um, same old, same old, um, greatest hits from the 20th, 19th and 20th century. Uh, they're finding new and new songs and finding ways to collaborate with instrumentalists and, um, and just, it it was just, you know, it's, it's refreshing to see a new era of, um, musicians entering that stage. So, 
then we go to our evening session, uh, the last uh, invited choir concert session, uh, the Kingwood Men. Uh, Kingwood last year was the honor choir at um, the Chamber of Magical Festival in San Antonio. So uh, we kind of got a peek into what Jason Watts' uh, programming is like. Um, he had a very smart program um, that uh, that that showed a diversity in men's lit- literature. Uh, and of course, he's always got to have a sing along. We sang that I don't stop believing. It was it was fun. It had a full band. It was really cool to see him. Uh, he has four sons, and they were all involved. Uh, his oldest wrote one of the songs, um, and, and his. Uh, Second oldest uh, played guitar on it, and then he had um, his other sons, other two sons, playing music, uh, band, drums, and guitar on the concert. It was, it was again, it was really cool uh, to see that and see him, um, how moved he was um, to get to perform with his sons. Um, the C.T. Johnson uh, treble choir, uh, Dolce Serena. Um, they performed in the middle, the middle set, um, and, um, again, powerful sound. Uh, they were kind of your typical, um, treble choir, traditional kind of treble choir concert. Um, they had a very powerful sound. Um, I thought the program had a very nice flow, um, and told us, told a story. Um, again, well done. Uh, and then, uh, Trinity University, um, their chorale uh, sang uh, the last uh, honor concert, collegiate concert, and uh, one of my former students is in that ensemble, uh, Jocelyn Boyer. Uh, so it was great to see her. And then she came back on Saturday and was playing with the Trinity Orchestra with the small school all-state ensemble. So it was really cool to see her. Um, it was a very high-level academic concert. Um, you know, it, there was no applause breaks. It was just all flowed one one into the next um very well done very clean um thought through performance so uh all the invited ensembles were well deserving uh their directors should should be proud they they took it to another level so um very excited to see those things and we'll talk about that here in our next segment uh, the small, the, the Allstate ensembles on Saturday uh, were, again, we started off with a bang. The Allstate small school ensemble was so, co- was so, so cool. Uh, this was the first time they'd ever got to perform with a full orchestra. They did Haydn's Te Deum. Um, and, uh, you know, I got to perform that piece uh, in high school as it was one of the Allstate pieces for, the, at the time, the only ensemble. And it was cool to see them. Uh, they are, they have, Dr. Jeffrey Redding was their con- conductor, and um, he's really, they've really come into their own as an ensemble. It's not, it's just, it's not use, used to, you'd say, oh, look, it's a small school. They have less talent. They have less people. Um, but as, as they have developed, as they've moved forward, it's now an, just, it's just another all-state ensemble. It's, they are the best of the best. And it's so cool to see them. I really enjoyed their program, um, and uh, Ariel Sword, uh, head director at um, Stephenville, was their uh, organizer, and uh, we're going to have her on here in a few weeks um, to talk about the small school experience and and what um, she's seen over the years. Uh, she's going to be running for TCDA uh, high school division um, vice president, and uh, I want to get her insight into what uh, the small school experience is like. Um, having worked in a small school as myself, um, I, you know, I think it's important that we foster those relationships and give those kids, um, those experiences. I mean, her on Friday at the region chairs luncheon, you know, she talked about there's some choirs that don't, some kids in that ensemble that don't have choir at home. They get to audition because they want to be in an all state choir. Um, but they don't have a choir at their school. They have to do homeschool or something else like that. So um, it's really cool that that was their experience. Um, followed up by the Allstate Treble Choir. I mean, awe-inspiring talent. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Singen um, from Georgia State, um, or Georgia Southern, um, I, she, I, she did a great job. This was her first Allstate Ensemble to conduct. Uh, she put together a really, really good program. Um the altos just had this amazing sound and, you know, um, 
you know, I'm partial to the altos because, you know, one of my altos was there. Um, uh, Miss Maddie White, who is a two-year all-stater, she's also uh, fully visually impaired. Uh, she reads Braille music and has reached the, the top of the, the pyramid. And just to watch watch those girls flourish. Um, and uh, she, isn't, she especially is an inspiration to all of us. Um, Jesse Cannon, in his introduction, read some beautiful words from her. And um, I fussed at him because he made me cry. But um, just, just watching Maddie... Uh, navigate this last year and navigate it in such a more graceful way this year. Um, and talking to, uh, to talking to, uh, Dr. Singen after the concert and, uh, at, at some events later in the evening. It, yeah. I mean, it's, she's just amazing. And, um, Don Sheridan, Ryan Huber from San Marcos high school, who's their uh, coordinator. Um, just, it was just great to see um, friends that I know taking care of my kids and helping them achieve higher levels of musicianship. Uh, the All-State Men's Choir um, was, I mean, arguably one of the best concerts of the whole week. Um, and uh, Dr. Eugene Rogers from Michigan um, was their clinician and such a rich sound, a fun concert. The boys, it was all memorized uh, the boys just did a lot of movement and, and just, it was again, cool program put together. Uh, they did this song. Um, I can't remember the title. I don't have my program here, right here in front of me. Um, but they did, uh, this song, um, called, uh, uh, and yet the stars by, uh, Theodore Morrison, um, that, uh, was just so, so cool. Um, and it was a commission piece at the university of Michigan and it, 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 it just, um, flowed right into steal away. Uh, and then the, the two soloists, um, a, a female tenor, uh, and then, um, one of the, the tenors baritones from, uh, Vandegrift, uh, just, I mean, that's how they didn't just sing it. They sang it. It was so good. Um, and, but their closer uh, by Rollo Dilworth, uh, united in purpose, um, just brought it home saying, you know, we are all united in a single purpose. And we there's more that connects us than divides us. So just the message of that was um, was so cool. And then we closed off uh, with the Allstate Mixed Choir. Again, such a... Uh, Amazing! They all say Texas all state mixed choir, large school mixed choir is just one of the best ensembles out there, um, and uh, the the it was great to see how that program put, put together. Dr. Julie Yu from Kansas State uh, University did just a great job of um, crafting uh, musicianship out of those kids uh, all week, and um, I'm just proud uh, to be of member of Texas and TMEA, uh, and to get to work with, uh, these, uh, directors, um, not just on the facility, all the facilities team, um, and to, to, uh, help out. Uh, it has been such a pleasure to kind of see the behind the scenes and how the convention's put together. Uh, if you haven't served, um, in, in a capacity at TCDA or TMEA or ACDA or whatever convention you should, um, I learn. I get so much more out of that than I've ever gotten um, out of going to sessions. And I went to. I, I've gotten to go to a couple. Um, I heard. Uh, I didn't get to go to uh, Reagan Grantham's session on Saturday morning, as I was assisting with the All State Ensembles. But um, her session on rounds uh, was and and introducing um, rounds and and folk songs into your singing and warm up. Re- re- repertoire uh if you should reach out and get that literature immediately uh it is it is so valuable but was a huge huge hit um there was a session uh, nathan dame did on men's choirs um but there's just overall all those all those little things seeing how the the sausage is made and how it's put together um is so important and so um as 
we kind of close out this segment and move into uh, talking about um, literature and how to pick literature for your ensemble. I want to say that uh, all these ensembles had a, a theme um, that we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. But the question I want to ask is, what are you trying to get your kids to accomplish? What's the why? always needs to go back to the why and these ensembles at team yay and this year's team yay conference i feel understood the why we'll be back in just a minute so as we continue this conversation uh and uh, like i said the uh, directors that, that were all part of the invited choirs and the all-state conductors um, did a great job of programming innovative and well-thought-out programs. They told a story. Uh, I'm big on um, the concert has to tell a story, um, but they also knew what their ensembles were, which for the invited choirs is really difficult to do. Um, it's hard to program because when, uh, for those who don't know what our process is, is we have to in coming up here in, uh, in by the end of May, uh, uh, by May 1st, we have to uh, put, put, compile a set of recordings on choirs, um, that have performed before, um, routinely when I've submitted, uh, it's over the last two years. Um, but we're submitting based on a choir that doesn't exist. Um, and, uh, we, uh, want to show varying styles, um, and thought through what, knowing that what we have coming down the pipeline, uh, I had a conversation with my former high school choir director who asked if I was going to be submitting. Uh, he said, if you have six all series, you've done something right. So you should be throwing your hat in that ring as many times as you can, uh, while you can. But he says, it's, I mean, it's just so hard because you, you have to plan for what's not there, what you don't know is going to be there. And so, um, as we've talked about strategic planning um, in the first episode and um, how you think through what you plan, you you're going to perform for your choir. You got to know your ensemble, and part of that is um, knowing who's going to be there and what they can do. Um, using our level up system and our evaluation system, um, we've been able. I've been able to develop a data set that tells me who's in the ensemble. Um, I know who's going to be there um, before they even sing. And, of course, throughout the whole year, I see them operate. I see them, what they're doing. I see who are their leaders, who are their followers, who are the people that are going to make up our choral department. And um, we know them. We get to see them and partake in, in what they do. Um, and through that process... I'm able to craft, start crafting a program that those those gears start turning at TMEA when I see and hear uh, things at concerts or see a piece of literature in a, in a reading packet. I start that 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 those juices start flowing and, and put into my brain on what uh, the performance could be, and so um, so the first step is you got to know. Who, who's going to be performing it? Who's going to be in that ensemble? Um, when you know that, and not just know like the names, but know who they are. Know what their level of resiliency is. Know how hard you can push them. Know where, where you can take them if they... Um, the heights of musicianship you can take them. And, you know, there'll be times throughout the years you get, you get things wrong. You don't know. There was my first year at Round Rock, uh, auditioned, uh, throughout the year, their portfolio was kind of built and you know what? I thought I knew exactly who was going to be in Showstoppers, our, our mixture choir. And they got in the room and I listened to them sing. I listened to them, uh, blend and balance and, and, and in the callback, 
and it changed my mind completely. So there's always room for adjustment, but ultimately you got to you got to have an idea. You got to have a vision for what you want them to sound like. And you got to know what your ideal sound is. If you don't know what your ideal sound is, you can't you're not going to be able to speak that into being. You got to be able to tell them what you want your sound is so that they can build it. And if you don't know what your sound is, if you can't verbalize it, then you you don't really know what your ideal sound is yet. And you may not. It takes time. So then as we go uh, further into uh, to the next step, you got to know who you're performing for. Obviously, um, if you're performing for Texas Music Educators Association, you're going to pull out some bells and whistles. You're going to pull out all the stops. Uh, if you're going to ACDA or uh, Southwestern ACDA or some big convention, um, if you're just singing for mom and pop, you may not pull out all those bells and whistles. And who who's the ensemble? Is it their varsity mix choir? Is it your sub JV treble choir? Um, the baby beginners. What are they? What are they capable of? And who are they performing for? Um, you know, one of the things about the All State Mix Choir this year, it was a it, they sang it fabulously, but it was it was kind of a cerebral concert. It was very high academic, um, lots of music that um, doesn't really appeal to the masses. And so listening to them to perform uh, was fabulous. And their kid, their parents, I'm sure, were uh, just loving every bit of it. But it was a lot of um, music. It was hard to take it all in at one time. Uh, talking to our band director, the symphony orchestra concert was kind of the same thing. Uh, the All-State Symphony Orchestra Um very cerebral um, and hard to listen to for the, such a long concert. So um, know who you're programming for. Uh, and then, uh, you know, how much time do you have to prepare these things? So, um, you know, we're not going to try to pull out um, Beethoven Mass in C and learn it in two days or two weeks, you know, um, you you should you should need to know how much time you have and plan out those rehearsals. Uh, look at your calendar and see um, how things are going to stack up, so you can really craft those rehearsals. Use that strategic plan. Um, you know Denise Eaton, um, who's I've been consulting with us this year. Uh, we used to you know you always grow growing up. Um, and choirs have for years, you, you go to a concert, you learn three songs, you sing those three songs, you move on to the next concert set. Um, and you don't really ever deviate from that. But who said we had to follow that pattern? If they can only sing at the fall concert two songs really well, and you've developed the tone quality, you've developed the, the artistry, why only do two songs? Why do three songs mediocre when you can do two songs really, really, really well. So number of songs doesn't matter. What can they do really, really, really well? Um, so I went about this several years ago, uh, thinking through that as we shifted our kind of our contest, uh, our performance calendar around, um, so that, um, we started going to UIL early, right before spring break. Um, and as we began that, that part of the journey, um, that meant we kind of had to plan things on, put things from, um, because that doesn't leave a lot of time in January and February to learn three new songs. So we started putting, um, pulling from uh, other concerts in the year, um, planning concerts on the other things. Um, so what the way I plan my concert repertoire for the whole year is I start with UIL um, and, and that festival uh, set. Um, what do I want them to sound like at that at the end? I start with the end in mind. Uh, and I, I usually usually around this time there's a song there's one song that's kind of um, garnered my attention. It's kind of a earworm sitting around, um, and I listen to it, and I, I try to find something that's going to pair with it. But that's the centerpiece. A couple of years ago, um, and actually in 2020, um, 
preparing for the 2021 season. Um, it was the city Guillaume Carnival. It just, it just struck me. I was like, this is the group that can sing this. Uh, I had really good, um, tenor and soprano that we kind of use as the, in the solo section. This is the centerpiece of my concert. Um, whether it's team a, uh, invited choir or, or, or contest, we're going to do carnival. Um, and so what are the songs the rest of the year that are going to help this song prepare, be prepared? Um, and also what's going to pair with it? So, uh, with the carnival year, I, uh, took the, um, um, Beati, Beati Quorum V by, uh, Stanford, um, that uh, I'd seen a Cypher High School do just the f- year previous at their honor concert. Um, kind of a, a the old Renaissance style. Um, and then um, and then I took uh, Dawn um, by Eric Barnum um, as, as the slow, pretty cluster chord, uh, to offset the crazy party that is Carnival. And so then I said, what are the music, what's the music that's going to help us, um, get to that. And so, um, what's, what are the sounds that are going to be developing? So, um, I think directors sometimes get scared of Renaissance music or unison music, music that's going to help develop skills. One, because they're hard. I mean, it's hard to sing Renaissance. It's hard to sing in unison well. Um, but if you can, if you can develop those skills starting in August uh, and build upon them, stair-step it up, then by the time they get to uh, a culmination concert or uh, a festival, they're so much better. Um, I try to make sure I pick, picked music that I know they can read straight through, uh, in one or two rehearsals. Um, just because they're six, a varsity level doesn't mean they have to read grade sixes, you know, which masterworks, um, they can, they can sing a grade four. They can sing a good grade three. Um, they can sing a grade five. Um, and there, there are grade fives that are really hard and there are grade fives that are, that are, um, accessible. And, um, there, I, I have passed out music that just didn't work. They handed it out. They, we tried to read it. We tried to get it there. Um, but it just it just never came together. So we're like, turn that back in. Or keep it in your folder. Maybe we'll get to it. And then at the end of the year, hey, why did we ever sing this? Well, because we didn't get to it. So um, crafting music that's going to show off your kids. Um using and in the rehearsal process, using creative repetition to one, drill it into them, but to also let them sing it into their voice so that they can craft musicianship. It's so important for them to find their voice through the music, through, um, that creative repetition through, um, through ways that can keep the ensemble interested in digging deep. Um, and what, what doing this is really hard. Not a lot of directors can accomplish this more and more are I'm finding on, obviously I think team EA this year really showed that off, but doing it is hard and being consistent at it is hard. It's hard to do. So, um, go out there and, you know, understand who your ensemble is and then pick music that they can sing. Um, it doesn't have to be super hard. Um, I found if you find the word bucket list coming out of your mouth, turn around and walk away. Um, my director's like, I've always wanted to conduct this one. Okay. That's not the question you should be asking. Sometimes we're trying to make a piece fit an ensemble, but does the ensemble fit the piece? Let that sink in for a second. I'll say it louder for those in the back. Don't let the piece 
Don't let the ensemble, or don't try to make the piece fit the ensemble. Let the ensemble fit the piece. I think that's what's really great about the Chamber of Magical, Magical Festival um, because it forces you, for one, the high level of musicianship forces students to sing at a very high level, forces teachers to teach at a very high level. Um, but there's also, because of the, the kind of the rules of the contest, the size of the ensemble, there's some literature you just can't perform. And there, there are ensembles that try to perform it anyways, but... There's just perform. There's just stuff you can't perform because it, it's built for a hundred voice ensemble, not a twenty-four to thirty-two voice ensemble. I think that's really cool. You have to get creative. You have to think through the process. Um, my very first year teaching, I taught in Taylor, Texas, uh, east here, east of Round Rock, um, about 30, 30 45 minutes, and um, you know the choir before me, the director had been getting pretty low scores, fours and fives. Um, and so, um, these are talented kids that deserve better. So I came in, uh, and I didn't know better. I didn't know what I was doing. Some would argue, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but, um, what I found was coming into that ensemble room is they needed to know fundamentals. Fundamentals are what teach us the music. They didn't know how to make good tone. They didn't know how to read music. Um, so I, I went to work doing that. And so at UIL, um, I chose a grade five. Now, a f- at the time, a 3A school. Now they're 4A because we created 6A. But a small school like that has no business singing in grade five. Ever. Um, now, I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying that they can't. Um, and, uh, they went from fours and fives in their first year to ones and twos in their second, in the, my first year directing with them. And I walked out of that UIL contest and I felt a little defeated because I didn't get straight ones because I had this mindset is I had to get a sweepstakes. Um, because that was the program I grew up in and we put a lot of pressure in Texas, competitive pressure to win. Um, but that's not what this process is about. Mind you, at the same time, I like to win and I like to get those trophies. But this, again, it's not what this process is about. What I then found uh, a, a good friend, uh, Brad Hester, who was the director at McNeil at the time, he came up to me and said, Congratulations, you just got your first one. Um, one judge gave me a one and he said, That was probably the hardest one you've ever worked on, worked for, you will ever work for. And I said, What do you mean? He goes, Why did you do? Uh, the Daniel Grothrop sing me to heaven. Um, they shouldn't be singing that. They're not prepared for that. Uh, and you probably weren't prepared to teach it. Well, I was like, I, I've sang it before multiple times. I sang it uh, when I was in high school and in college. And he goes, just because you can sing it doesn't mean you can teach it. And then he said, just because the, and I was like, well, they can sing, they could sing it. And they did. And he goes, just because they can doesn't mean they should say that again, just because they can doesn't mean they should. So knowing your ensemble will let you know what you can sing and perform. Um, and pick music that's going to build upon, build those skills upon uh, what you can do. And don't be scared to pick the, old, the, good, the good and reliable, uh, the tried and true. Um, but also don't be scared to explore. Uh, my good friend, Steve White, who's director at Vista Ridge high school. Um, he, he puts together some very, very innovative programs because he just has a Spotify that plays random stuff and he hears it and he'll mark it. And then he'll go find it, find a score and look at it, see if his kids can do it. And boom, he does it. I'm ex- I'm always excited to see a Steve White program in action. Um, one, I learned new songs that Jimbe's go with. <laughs> but two, um, because he's going to take musicianship and ensemble singing to another level. Same with Michael Zook. Um, 
They're going to take me beyond my boundaries of what I'm comfortable with. And I'm not a scared, I'm not afraid to get in there and learn about the music. Uh, Dr. Joey Martin at Texas State taught me that. Understand the poetry. Understand the why they wrote the music. It comes down back to the why. Why are we singing? Why are we performing? Why are we teaching these kids this music? If you don't know the why, step away from the song. Don't teach it till you know the why. What's it going to do? Is it going to build vocal tone? Is it going to build literacy? Is it going to be rhythmic precision? Um, what is your goal for that piece of music? If it's just a performance, step away. But ultimately, through all of this, if the kids can't have fun, if the student singers can't have fun, that's our goal, to make them love music and to let them express themselves through the choral ensemble. So, as you think about, some of you are finalizing a, a contest set for UIL or Celebration of Excellence or some fest director's choice or American Classics Festival um, seasons in the park, whatever it is, if, as you're finalizing those programs, find music that's going to show off your students and teach it in such a way that the, it is revealed to them. They can open up the music to a whole new world. Your job is to reveal the music to them, to the singers. And then through you, they're expressing and revealing the music to whoever gets to listen to it that day. So, hope you enjoy making this music and hearing and this journey that is music selection, thoughtful music selection. Don't get stuck in the, the old mantra of three songs and done. Find music that's going to speak to your students. Find music that's going to speak to your audience and build upon skills to take us to a higher plane. If you do that, then we are truly doing something special. That will do it for another episode of Noted. Um, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe, follow, um, leave a comment on uh, wherever you get your your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher. Uh, log in, leave a comment, uh, share this with all sorts of people. Um, there's also a link uh, down there for uh, in the description uh, for uh, supporters. Uh, if you want to support uh, this podcast, if you like what you're hearing, uh, get out there and support uh, the, the podcast. Um, and uh, thank you so much for all all the things that you've done you do uh as a music educator uh or if you're a student or if you're just you just want to get out there and you just listen like listen to my voice thank you so much uh here over the next several weeks we'll be um having uh discussions on uh, tmea submissions on contest festivals um uh i talked to uh if I talk to you at TMEA and we talked about ideas um, for the podcast, uh, thank you for, for tuning in and, and reaching out and saying, hey, um, I think we're going to talk to some people about transportation as that's become uh, kind of such a, a, I think, misunderstood, uh, us directors misunderstand uh, where the transportation people are coming from. And I think we there's some disconnect in communication that we're missing as well. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to have a conversation with Ariel Sward uh, from Stephenville High School uh, talking about um, small school experience. Um, we're going to talk about hobbies. Um, I talked to uh, 
uh, Eddie Lopez and Damian Gonzalez from Perform America about trips and, tra- and, and trip coordination. Uh, some great ideas out there. Uh, I'd like to talk about college admissions and fundraisers. Um, this is, again, uh, we'll continue along this path of talking about uh, strategic planning and building your program step by step as we've talked about um, kind of your curriculum now. We've talked about planning and the curriculum with, through sight reading and your music selection, but there's so much more that goes into it. Um, so uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, again, get out there, subscribe, share, join, uh, join the, the, the journey that is noted. Um, but for all that, I, that, all that is, um, I hope if you were at Team EA, you had a great experience. Um, and if you need help picking out music uh, or clinicking or whatever it is about, about your program, reach out. Um, again, I am Jameson McCafty, uh, Director of Choirs at Round Rock High School in Round Rock, Texas. Uh, and this uh, is Noted. <laughs>